In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today, we commemorate Saint Agabus, who was one of the 70. That's why the Church today read to us from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, which is the commission of the 70. As you know, the Lord twice made commissions, the first one to the twelve and the second one to the seventy. And in these two commissions, the Lord actually gave them some very important principles about service. The first principle that in service we need prayer, we need prayer. Because we cannot do the service by ourselves. Only through the grace of God, only through the help that we get from God, we can serve Him. We pray for many reasons. We pray, number one, because the harvest is truly plentiful and the laborers are few. That's why we need to Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send laborers to his harvest. And I want you to notice the Lord used the word harvest. Harvest because God prepares the hearts already for accepting him. So actually the servant is going to reap the work of God. God is the one who made the fruits to grow, we only go just to reap what God had prepared and what God had planted and what God had made grow. We pray also that the Lord grant us wisdom because to win souls for the kingdom of God needs wisdom. As we read in the Old Testament, the winner of the soul is wise. In order to win the souls for the kingdom of God and to help them to be transformed into the likeness of God, this needs wisdom from on high, not the earthly wisdom. Also, we pray to get strength and power in the service. Power that is again from above not our own power. As the Lord said to St. Paul, my grace is sufficient for you because my power is made perfect in weakness. So when we admit our weakness and we ask God to grant us his power, this power will help us in our ministry, in our service. Also we pray for the souls to be ready to accept the word of God. One of the beautiful examples of prayers for others is the example of Samuel, who was a priest. And when the people rejected or denied him to be their judge, they were concerned lest Samuel be disappointed and angry at them and stop praying for them. But Samuel answered and told them, Far be it for me 
to sin against the God and stop praying for you. So Samuel considered if he stopped praying for his people, this is actually a sin against God. And the word presbyterus priest means intercessor. So he is interceding before God on behalf of the people. Also, we pray that God actually may prepare and remove the obstacle that we might face in, in our ministry. Like St. Paul mentioned several times, he had plans, and these plans were according to the will of God, but Satan actually hindered him from executing these plans. So, in service, we may find obstacle, we may find hindrance. So we pray that God may remove all the hindrances and all the obstacles in order to accomplish and to fulfill the will of God. Also, we pray for us to endure the cross of the service of the ministry. Because with ministry, there is cross. With ministry, there is suffering. With ministry, there is pain. So we pray that God actually remove or help us to endure all these sufferings and all these pains. So prayer is an essential element in service. If you are serving without prayer, then your service will fail. Simply because you don't have the grace of God with you. That's why the first principle in service is prayer. We saw the Lord Jesus Christ himself spending the whole night in prayer. The second principle that the Lord mentioned in his speech to the 70 is what to expect in service. To expect cross, to expect suffering. When he told them, I send you out as lambs among wolves. The nature of the children of God is meekness, humbleness, like lambs. The nature of the enemies of the church of God, like wolves, they want to devour, they want to destroy. So the servants of God go as lambs among the wolves. We can see this, for example, in the life of St. Stephen, when he was tried before several councils. The Bible tells us they saw his face like an angel. So he was a lamb, and he was standing among many wolves. At that time, one of the wolves was St. Paul before his conversion, and he approved the martyrdom, the stoning of St. Stephen. But this image, the angelic image of St. Stephen did not depart the mind of St. Paul. And many fathers said that before the Lord appeared to St. Paul on the road to Damascus, the image of St. Stephen was already preparing the heart of St. Paul to this meeting, to this time in which he met the Lord 
on the road to Damascus. And one of his trials, St. Paul confessed how he was witness and how he guarded the clothes of the people who saw St. Stephen. And St. Ignatius has a beautiful contemplation on this verse. When he said, God sent us as lambs among wolves. So when the wolves devour us and feed on us, they will turn into lambs. And this happened several times. St. Paul himself, he was a wolf, devoured St. Stephen. But at the end, he became a lamb and he himself accepted to be killed and to be martyred for the name of Christ. In the church history, governor of Ancena in Upper Egypt, Arianus, he killed and tortured many, many people. But at the end, he himself converted to Christianity and became a martyr. So we should know we as lambs going among wolves, although from outside we appear like the weaker, and they appear like the stronger, but exactly it is the opposite. Because through the meekness and through the humbleness of the children of God, through their angelic life, and through the grace of God that is supporting them, they will convert the wolves to become lambs, and they come to the knowledge of Christ. But we should know that in service we should expect suffering and we should expect cross. The Lord told us, he who wants to follow me, deny himself, carry his cross and follow me. In Sirach we read, my son, if you accepted to serve the Lord, prepare yourself for so many hardships. These verses not to scare us, but to tell us what to expect. But we know that God is with us. And if God is with us, who will be against us? A third principle actually, that as there is suffering in service, there is joy in the service. Every time we see people returning to God, every time we see transformation of hardened heart and they become hearts of flesh. This brings joy to the heart of the servant. That's why St. Paul in his letter to the Saloniki, he described the, the people as his joy, his glory, his crown. And many times in so many letters, he says, I rejoiced greatly when I heard your news. I rejoiced greatly when I know that you are steadfast in service. So God doesn't leave us without comfort. God doesn't leave us without consolation. Yes, there are suffering. Yes, there are pains. But at the same time, there is great consolation and comfort in our heart. And this comfort and consolation make the person rejoice. But there is 
a wrong type of joy. When we rejoice over things that bring glory to ourselves. For example, if God gives a person a gift of healing or a gift of miracles, so he rejoices over this gift. He rejoices because it brings glory to him. The, the same mistake the disciples fell into it. When they returned and said to the Lord with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your names. So they were happy. They say a word and then they can cast our demons in the name of the Lord. So the Lord told them, yes, yes, behold, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And yes, I give you authority to trample over serpent and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, don't rejoice in this. This is the wrong type of joy. But what brings joy to the heart of a servant that, that rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Your names are written in the book of life. This what brings joy, ultimate joy, that we will inherit the kingdom of God, will be with Christ and all the saints and all the angels uh, eternally in the kingdom of God. The fourth principle that the Lord told us, in service, don't trust anything except God. Don't trust people, don't trust money. Don't trust means don't rely on. Don't rely on people, money, connections, power. But you rely on God. That's why he told them, carry neither money bag, sack, nor sandals. Why? So they should not put their trust in these things. These things actually cannot support our ministry. We only rely on God. And when they returned from their ministry, the Lord asked them a very important question. He told them, when I send you without money, without silver, without gold, did you need anything? They told him, no. And God actually supported their ministry in a miraculous way. And here I like to speak about a very beautiful story in the life of St. Mark. And how when he relied on the words of God, carry no two sandals with you, this actually obedience opened the door for preaching and evangelism in Egypt. As you know, St. Mark, when he arrived in Egypt, his sandal was torn. If he had another one, a spare one, he would replace the torn one with the other one. And he wouldn't meet in Yanus. He wouldn't go there. But he complied with the word of God. He obeyed his word. And he did not have a spare sandal. So when his sandal was torn, he went to Inyanus to repair his sandals. And 
when Enyanus said, Eutheus, the only God, this opened the door for St. Mark to speak to Enyanus. What does he know about God? And gradually, Enyanus accepted Christianity and his house became the first church in Egypt and he became the first patriarch after St. Mark. And Enyanus, as a disciple of St. Mark, started preaching Christianity and he was the first seed of Christianity in, in Egypt. And here we see how just obedience to the word of the Lord, don't carry two sandals with you. Open the door for preaching Christianity in the whole land of Egypt. In our ministry, we should not trust anything or rely on anything except by God. And those who trusted in God, they will never be ashamed. They will never be ashamed. But those who trust in other things, people or money, can be easily ashamed. The fifth principle that the Lord gave to the disciples, that your ministry is a ministry of peace, ministry of reconciliation. He told them, whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. And St. Paul said to Timothy that the servant of God should not be quarrelsome, not be fighting, make fights with the people. Actually, the servant should be a peacemaker because his ministry is a means of reconciliation to reconcile the person with himself, to reconcile people with each other, and to reconcile people with God. How we can make this peace among the person and God and person and others and person and himself, if he himself is a cause of trouble and division? That's why the Lord told us, even if some people start to make fight with you, respond in a peaceful way. If you go to a city and they did not accept you, don't fight with them. Just leave the city. But before leaving, tell them, I want you to know that the kingdom of God has come near to you. Think about it. Maybe you're going to change your mind and to accept Christ. Even in his ministry, he went one time to a city of Samaria. And they, this village or this city did not accept him. Two of his disciples became very indignant, John and James. And they were angry. How come this city closed their door in front of you? And they recalled a story from the Old Testament when Elijah prayed and fire descended from heaven, devoured 50 persons more than one time. And they said to the Lord, should we pray and ask God to send fire to burn this city? So their heart was not yet a peaceful heart. So the Lord told them, no, the Son of Man 
did not come to destroy the world, but to save the world. Be peaceful. Be peacemaker. Don't make fights with others. Even those who want to make fight with you, respond in a peaceful way. Thus you become the children of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. So, when in our ministry, we need to remember this. Unfortunately, sometimes we hear servants fight with each other, deacons fight with each other, board members fight with, with each other. This is not the service of Christ. The service of Christ should be done in peace. Even those who want to start fight with us, we need to respond peacefully to them. Definitely, there are many, many wonderful principles, but these are five main principles that the Lord mentioned in His commission to the seventy. First principle, prayer. Second one, expect suffering and expect the cross. Third one, with suffering comes joy and comes comfort and consolation from the Holy Spirit. Fourth one, don't rely on anything. Don't put your trust in anything except by God. If you put your trust in anything other than God, you would be ashamed. But those who trust the Lord will never be ashamed. And the last one, ministry should be ministry of peace. Ministry of peace. Go and say peace to this house. Even those who will reject you and don't accept you, don't fight with them, but make peace with them. May the Lord help us to be faithful and righteous servant, faithful and wise stewards on the stewardship that he entrusted us with. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.